Thank you for tuning in to Detail Memoirs. This episode is brought to you by Rotafest and Zenware. Rotafest is the most powerful mobile invoicing software designed for auto detailers and recon professionals on the market today. More than just a mobile invoicing app, it gives you a complete suite of tools to manage your business. Yes, it has a mobile app designed for the iPhone and Android to decode the VIN and create an invoice in the field. But it also includes integration with QuickBooks, customer management tools, text and email reminders, reports, and now inventory management is included in this powerful suite of tools. Learn more about Rotafest at rotafest.com. All right, good day and welcome to another episode of Rotafest Detail Memoirs, where we're always moving and shaking, trying to figure out the things that enable us to bring phenomenal guests to you to help you grow your business. I'm Jody. I'm Rod. And I'm Andrew. Andrew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're so like, this is Andrew. Well, oh, let me do it. So I'd like to introduce you to the legendary Andrew Swenson, who doubles as Clark Kent on the yes. weekends. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so he is the owner of Wolfboro Car Wash and uh, Executive Detail. Executive Detail. And man, it's been a long time that I've wanted to get you on the um the episode because you know as i look at, as i've talked to you over the years and as i've watched you um you you've been invited to participate in some pretty cool things as a detailed business owner but before we get into that let's talk about how did you get started in the business because i'm looking at a lot of your stuff you're very family oriented so tell us how you got started and maybe how that family plays a part of that yeah absolutely um thanks for having me guys really appreciate it um i it's kind of a little bit of a long story so um i uh yeah family is really important to me um i had uh grew up in a in a very um you know very supportive family and uh, actually ended up uh, growing up in connecticut and uh, kind of learned uh, as as I was growing up, my my parents were both school teachers, and um, but ended up actually building their house. And so I had a lot of um, a lot of experience just helping out with you know uh, the different renovations they were doing or uh, decks and what have you. And I think at that point, you know, I, I loved um, just craftsmanship. Um, just being able to to build stuff um to be able to see something go from old to new and it all kind of you know played together as i i kind of got into the the uh, business i'm in now but um so anyway ended up moving um going to school for uh teaching uh oddly enough kind of did a roundabout way here in the business uh i was actually a phys ed teacher i got a um uh, bachelor's in that and ended up teaching uh, full-time for about a year. This was back in uh, 99, 2000 or so. Um, also got married at that time. And uh, my wife is a teacher as well. And so we taught together at a, at a private Christian school. And um, it was it was a good experience, but it was pretty, pretty rough uh, pay-wise. And so the following year, we both moved to a public school and my position as a PE teacher um, 
actually they were looking for a second one. So I was kind of like, it was just a two day a week position. And at that point I was kind of, you know, I needed something um, to fill uh, the other three days a week. So um, ended up hooking up with a, uh, a builder in the area through a mutual friend. And I ended up building with him, uh, teaching two days a week, building with him, um, you know, new homes, um, you know, remodels, different things like that. And really learned, you know, from him, a lot of fine tuning. He was a great finished carpenter, um, attention to detail and that sort of thing. So I ended up kind of doing that, uh, scenario for three years. And then, uh, my position at the school ended up, uh, getting cut because they were sending it was an elementary school they were sending the fifth grade up to the middle school so we lost a bunch of kids and um and and me as the the second teacher got you know position got cut but they you know were trying to find a place for me in the middle school um but at that point i was kind of i had a taste of kind of working on my own you know working with this other builder i'm like man i just yeah. really I like kind of working with my hands and I like teaching, but I, but I just, I really like kind of doing my own thing. So, um, and you guys can cut me off if this gets too long. <laughs> no, you're We're doing good. great. You're no, doing totally good. Well, and, and I think fun, that, man, so. you know, you highlight something that's very, um, that we've seen as a pattern over the years is, you know, a lot of people, I, I find it more rare that successful business owners started out washing cars as a teen. I mean, there are those that we've interviewed yeah. that have had it, but most of them have come into the business later in the game, right? Yeah. And it's it's kind of that scenario where they were struggling with either, either the corporate world or not making enough money or just not being happy in what they were doing. And they wanted to get their hands dirty and feel like they were serving and had could, you know, get into that craftsmanship type thing. And so I, I think that's really cool that, you know, you took kind of a long route because I never intended to be in software. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I didn't ever intend to be here either. But I think yeah. that's, I mean, there's very few of us, like you're saying, I mean, you, you, there's, there's stories of Rennie Doyle dragging around a, a, a wagon at the airport when he was just a young kid, but there's, that's few and far between. Most people didn't start out detailing something most people started out doing something else or they had other interests or they were car guys and they liked being around cars or something like that so right so yeah so i did have and i always loved car, you know just cars so that was kind of the backdrop for that but um so i uh i then after the three years i kind of I went off on my own you know building actually worked with my dad at the time he was kind of retiring from his teaching position moved up to new hampshire where we are now and we we went into business together um you know doing doing some construction and then um you know i'm kind of add too so i need like a million different things going on so i'm like you know i really i love real estate i like looking for real estate and all that kind of stuff so i i got my license um and i ended up in uh i think that was that was 2000 i believe or actually prior to that, I built, I built, a, I built our house. That's right. I forgot about that. We, uh, we, had sold, we had sold one that we rehabbed kind of while we were working when we first got married and I bought a piece of land um, in a neighborhood that we really liked that has a, um, we moved up here, my family, because of the lake. 
Um, we're on Lake Winnipesaukee here. Um, and we just, I love the lake, love boating. And that's kind of how my wife and I, you know, got, got up to this area. Yeah. So we can talk about that all day long. Trust me. So, <laughs> so, we, uh, so we had, we had, you know, sold a house, bought a piece of land in a water access community here on the lake. And then, uh, you know, I, I took some time off, built the house, then got into real estate and kind of did construction and real estate for a little while uh, together in 2007 when the, you know, the, the whole market tanked. Yeah, exactly. So I got into real estate like right about here and it just, yeah, um, it was just, it was rough, man. It was rough in real estate. I'm like, you know, I don't know. Should I get back into construction? Because I really kind of pushed all my efforts into real estate. I had done a rehab, um, you know, did, did some rehab like on a foreclosure and, and bought that as a rental and stuff like that. Um, so I had a few things going on there. And then in, in 08, I was uh, my broker, actually. This is how I got into the whole car wash and detailing. He, uh, My real estate broker owned the car wash, he and his wife. And they were, uh, they were selling it. And I'm like, you know, I'm kind of interested in that, but I'd like to kind of manage it and see kind of what the business is like. And they were looking for a manager. So it worked out great. I, I managed it for six months, kind of saw, <clears throat> saw the numbers, got to know the business a little bit, ended up buying it in um, July of 2008. And at that point, had really seen kind of the need for, for uh, detailing. And, uh, that that was kind of a hole that I could fill because a lot of people came to the car wash and like, hey, could we'd like to get some more work done on the car, you know? And at the time, all I could say is no. But uh, right. so at that point, went to train uh, with Rennie, um, which was, you know, absolutely one of the best, um, you know, decisions that I made. Um, and then as, uh, you know, just to get the general knowledge, because I had a really good sense of working with you know like i said through construction with tools and all that you know kind of thing yeah, just yeah. In, you know carrying that over into cars and really trying to focus on the paint work and, and getting to to really uh I, I i wanted to open up a shop and i didn't want to be a production shop i wanted to be a little i wanted to be a niche you know kind of um just really fine you know fine tuning kind of work yeah and um so, so did, did, did the Wolfsboro name, did you inherit that or did you create it? No. Uh, so, yeah, it was Wolfboro Car Wash Incorporated when I bought it. Okay. So uh, I kept the name Wolfboro Car Wash. And then as we grew the detail, I I, uh, I started in a little shop. Uh, I mean, it was embarrassing, honestly. Uh, I never let customers down there. It was like a workspace only. Um, but I was in there for like six or seven years. Bless you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I don't think we've ever had a sneeze on the show. Yeah, yeah. I, I got that one. Yeah. <laughs> Blew my earphones right out. I mean, I just, yeah. um, so uh, one, you know, it, it allowed me though to gain a, a good customer base, you know, through that six or seven years until I was able to, to buy a piece of land across the street from us and uh, ended up building the shop that I'm in now. And then really kind of separated the, you know, the branding on both, you know, the car wash and the detail shop, um, you know, as kind of two separate entities under the, under the business. 
Great. I mean, that's, I think that's interesting because we've met, we've met some people that have done that before. I mean, uh, Craig down in, in the Washington area that has yep. a car wash and a few people that help set them up. Uh, I know Keith Duplessis been involved in a lot of setting up of shops or car washes or different things. And um, I, it's interesting because a lot of guys try to get away from the car wash side of it, but that's a that, that's a side of the business that, that'll never go away. I mean, there's a certain number of people, a certain percentage of people that, that are not interested in a detail per se. They just want their car washed and clean. Yeah. Um, and then you also, that's a great upsell for the detail side because when they do want something more, you can provide it. You don't have to say no anymore. Right. It, it's a great combination because the car wash really provides, and again, that's where I started and then kind of went into the detailing, but it provides, you know, good, consistent, that flow and you know you don't have to you don't have to be there um mine is not a tunnel wash so i don't have to staff it you know and mm. the eight to five it's it's a you know we have a couple automatic bays we have a couple of self-serve bays um it's all 24 7 and so it's not like you can you know just leave it alone but um you know i don't have to be there all the time that it's open by any stretch and uh it's really a great, like you say, you've got your customers that are, you know, they're car wash customers and, and yeah. then people that hopefully you can, you can, um, you know, make those also your detail customers, but there's some people that just, you know, they just want to go through the car wash and, that, and that's fine with me. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. You, you might as well pick that up. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, I mean, people love their craft and I mean, um, <clears throat> you know, I've always said like back when I was being, when I was a mechanic, you always wanted to work on something cool. You know, I mean, it was, it was a great day when somebody brought in a high end car and you got to do something really fun, put some aftermarket parts on it or do something fun. Yeah. But at the end of the day, your revenue stream is about doing some of the quote production work. And so to have a revenue stream that's cash positive by people that are doing a self-serve kind of a car wash. I mean, that's, that's a great opportunity for people. And I think as we go into 21 and people are looking at their business and trying to really decide what it is they want to do and how they want to focus on their, on their business. That's a, that's a place where people can think about going into, you know? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I, I'm a big fan of, um, you know, when I talk to some of the newer guys or, you know, that are trying to think about a shop or, or, you know, different things, I'm, I'm, you know, diversification is, is, uh, is, Kind of the route that i've always taken you know i even like with my shop we put a rental unit above it so it kind of you know even if i wasn't detailing in it it's it's paying for itself so i'm not you know i'm not um i don't know i try to keep keep that keep things paid for you know yeah. and, uh, i always use that word with my wife that that's a way that i don't have to admit my add i say that i'm diversifying my thoughts you know <laughs> Yeah. I'm about to diversify in many directions at the same time. I am diversified. Yeah. Yes, I, I am. These two right here. I think that's called schizophrenic for you, no, right? No. <laughs> name. I mean, if you want a name. On, that's right. You, labels, 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 whatever. Just because I have great conversations when nobody's in the room, you know. Yeah, yeah I, I walked in the office yesterday and I heard three voices and it was just Rod. Just I'm me. like, okay. Yes, me. <laughs> That, that may be cause for concern right there. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting because, you know, we walk among so many different types of detailing business owners. And I love the angle that you've come at it from, 
from the perspective of, you know what, I'm doing the the production, right? But I'm offering a key value because I know when I drive down the road in where I live in Nampa and I see Epic Car Wash and I know a lot of detailers, they're going, oh, the paint, right? And I'm going dollars, dollars, dollars. (laughs) Yep, 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 absolutely. I mean, so it's uh it, it's been a great it's it's not for everybody you know and um but it's it's been it's been a good combination for me um and one one thing i did want to say that i that i should have said earlier but you know in terms of um just kind of where i'm at and my you know priorities and everything um you know my first uh identification i guess is is i'm a believer and you know, it's because of it's because of Christ that I am where I am, um, and I could work, you know, and and do all the right things, which which many of them are not the right things, but you know, I've I've, I've tried to work hard and I've tried to, um, you know, do things right, and because I want you know my name in the business community and, and my local community and whoever I, you know, whoever I I come in contact with, you know, to ask. Um, you know, what's different about this guy? Now, a lot of people ask that, but you know, what yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I want to be able to say it's because of a great, you know, because it, it, it's Christ and it really is, you know, it, it, it's him, you know, it's my family. And as I, as I get, as I get older and I'm, uh, I'm not old, but I am, I'm turning 44 on, on Monday. Happy birthday. Uh, yeah. Thank you. And, uh, you know, more and more, it's, you know, kind of what can I do with, with, with what I've been given? So how can I use my business to, as, you know, so that I can spend more time with my family to be, you know, be at the games and, and yeah. to, to have the time and be on the lake and, um, you know, and to, and to serve others. So that's, yeah you know, that's, that's kind of the, especially the transition it's hard when you're building the business you lose or at least I, I won't i'll speak for myself you know i lost sight of that a little bit whereas i would say it's it's the lord and then family and then work it was really like work you know to try to get, get things going and then yeah, yeah. yeah. well and i think that that's that is um it's, it's hard for a lot of people to keep that in perspective because there's so many people out there, so many influencers that tell you and 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 literally preach to you, you got to put in 16 hours a day, you got to hit it at two in the morning, you got to, that's all. And when we stopped doing that, yep. not the business didn't just take take off more. Our home life and our family life was better. Yep. My years and years ago, um, my wife. Uh, I came home one day from work and it was later in the hour. It was like seven, seven thirty at night or something. And somebody called me and my wife literally goes, uh-uh. And after five <laughs> o'clock, you're mine. Put yeah. that down. And so I started, I turned my phone off. Yeah. I mean, there's certain people I will answer the phone. If I, if I knew you were calling me in the For evening. Me, yeah. yeah. I mean, I would, I, Scott Mesha, you know, if he, if I know he's calling me or I'm working on something with Scott or there's, there's several people I will answer the phone. But if it's just a phone number, I don't know who it is or that, you know what? I'm not going to sit here and stress that, oh, my gosh, that's going to be the end of my business if I don't answer that phone call. Right. Um, and we have other numbers. We have support people. We have a full staff. So I, when we started focusing more on that balance, yep. that helps you to see beyond just that grind. I think when you're doing 12-hour days and you got blinders on, 
and you just you, for, you lose focus of what really is important because at the end of the day, um, you know whether you get an extra dollar today or not, it shouldn't make or break you. And if it is, if that one dollar or that fifty bucks or something is going to make or break you that day, then you need to really take an assessment of that and decide: Are you doing what you should? Um, and I think that's what twenty twenty taught us all is that we need to look at things a little differently. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, so in the coming year, twenty one. Okay. What are, are you working on new things? Are you working on, re, you know, rebranding old things? What are you, what are you working on this year? Well, um, one of the things that I've been working on really in the last couple of years, and I'm really trying to do more of that this year is to get, you know, my, I have a pretty small crew. Um, I hired um, a, um, a woman to be kind of in the front office for you know customer contact, answering the phones. She she helps me out in a, in a lot of ways, and it's been it's been really good to have to have her. And then I've got a, a good solid guy in the shop. Um, so I'm I'm trying as much as possible to get myself out of the mix of things. I'm, I was always in the middle, like having to make you know kind of decisions, and obviously I do have to make those. But I'm you know if it doesn't have to involve me. I'm trying to to work to have you know my staff. Uh, my dad works for me a day a week, which is great, um, and uh, he keeps me in line, you know. <laughs> but so so that's been kind of a goal of mine is to kind of work work my way out of the shop to some extent. Um, you know, we always talk about it in in the detail mafia about working on your business and not working in your business. You know, kind of making right. that happen. So trying to, and you need time to do that. So if I'm in the shop all day, you know, um, you know, you, you just, you just can't do that. Um, so I am some days, but anyway, so that's kind of something I'm working on and, and I've been working on some things, you know, just trying to update the car wash in the last couple of years. We made some investments there. Um, but that, that's kind of the biggest thing, um, for me, I think in the coming years to really try to figure out that balance of, of not um you know not not leaving the pulse of what's going on in the shop but also not having to be there and having the customers have to talk to me um that that don't have to you know what i mean there are some yeah. that, that have to in some situations they have to but there's my my staff is is very you know capable um at this point so right and that's great that's a great goal because um, you know, at the end of the day, we're we're all if you if you think about it, if we all were able to step back and have a kind of a self-run business, it gives us time to, you know, take care of other things, like you said, your family and your faith and, and things that that need your attention as well. Yeah. yeah. One of you know, as I contemplate your conversation, we've really focused on you know what really drives you, your relationship with the man upstairs. To your relationship with your family and you've built a real core business <clears throat> excuse me and one of the things that's cool that i found is that when you create a business that is built on integrity and values and craftsmanship in your in your case and professionalism you are invited into certain circles and you've been invited to be on the mccall's auto revival team you've been on air force one and so I think those are kind of highlights, right? And everybody wants the highlights. So let's talk about how the highlights have been impactful on your business. 
but also maybe how they've been impactful on you as a person and how they've bled over into helping you make your business more successful. Yeah. I mean, there's no question that, um, there's no question that, that those, um, like I say highlights, I mean, you know, the air force one project I've been, I've been able to, um, attend that, uh, three years and, and been, been invited a couple others that I just haven't been able to go. I mean, that's just a, you know, a huge, a huge honor. And, and it gives, you know, it's given me kind of the credibility. In fact, um, I'm working, uh, this last week I've been working on, uh, on a, um, a fairly rare, uh, BMW in a, in a guy's collection. And, uh, and I got that because one of the, um, another guy that worked, you know, on his cars was like, Hey, you need to talk to this guy and work on air force one, you know? So, so that, you know, that piece of being on that project and, um, you know, and the McCall's and just, you know, getting to know Bob better when I was out there and, and Dave and, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of the other guys being on, on a smaller project like that, um, being, you know, working on that, just having the confidence to even come near, you know, a $20 million car. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, know, or, you know, it it's just like you don't, you know, it's not as intimidating. Um I have a healthy fear, believe me, of of touching certain things and making sure how I put even this one I'm working on now, it's um, you know, it, it's original paint, it's really it, it's tough paint. And, uh, you know, the, the owner wants to try to preserve it. And so, uh, you know, it's finding that, finding that line of, uh, you know, uh, you know, we're sanding it and, and buffing it out and how, how much to go with it without, you know, going too right. far because you can't go backwards. So, uh, <laughs> so, so just, I mean, ha- having the confidence to do that and at, at the same point, I mean, I, I'm not, um, I mean, the, the group of, of detail guys that I'm with, I mean, there's a lot that are a lot better than I am, you know, so I know I'm in, I'm in real good company, um, you know, business-wise, um, skill-wise, um, we all, you know, sharpen each other, particularly on those projects mm-hmm. and, um, you know, just, just bumping into the people you bump into and it's, you know, it's been, it's been fantastic. I mean, I've, I've been really blessed in that way to be part of, uh, you know, to be a part of that. Yeah. And, and the other thing that, I mean, one of the things that I know is that you give back. I mean, I know you're involved with the operation Slay Shine with, with yep. Scott this last year, you know, and, and this is the first year we've actually done some sponsorship on that. And I think that's a fantastic event, but I, I think that people miss out on the, um, <clears throat> the kind of intrinsic value of doing something like that and giving back. It's not about dollars. It's not about somebody sending you more business. It's about the the value that you get personally from being able to do that. When we first started this company, you know, one of the things that Jody and I wanted to do is we were like, we want to get to the point where we can give back, Mm -hmm. where we can provide things, where we can sponsor things and where we can take the, the benefits that we've received from owning the business and be able to give back to not just our employees, but the community in general and, and worldwide. So I, I, I'm the same way. Jody and I are really humbled um, when we were able to, and we've been on Air Force One twice mm-hmm. um, as actual detailers. And that, that was, I think, 
for me, I mean, I've been around cars. Like I said, I was a mechanic and I've worked on really, I've worked on some expensive cars and I've, I've been in Ferraris and Lambos and, but, but to be around those airplanes and I, I saw the look on Jody's face the first time we walked down there and he'd never touched a polisher and they handed him a polisher and they're like, okay, priceless plane. Here you go. <laughs> Good thing they put me inside so, the engine well. <laughs> you know, it, it, I think just the, the confidence that we can do that. And um, one of the interesting things to me was that as we did that, the first time we got on there, the first year we were there, Jody and I didn't, we went as sponsors, but we said we wanted to work. And so nobody knew us. We showed up. They put me and Jody on separate teams. And so I was on a team. And on Wednesday, our team lead came up and he, he apologized to me. And he goes, I'm sorry, dude. And I go, what are you sorry about? He goes, I didn't know you were a sponsor. I thought you were a detailer. And I'm like, that's perfect. That's, <laughs> that's exactly perfect. what we wanted. Right. We wanted people to just see us as another person there to work on the planes and not have to treat us differently because we weren't there to uh, – you know, advertise our software to push anything. We were there to work and yeah. to sponsor an event and to give back. And it's been a, it's been a really great opportunity for us to uh, be involved in that and many, many different other projects that we're involved in. So, you know, our current thing we got going on with Buff and Shine, um, that's just giving back to the detailing community. I actually, since we started this, I've got two other manufacturers that want to get involved and do giveaways. So I don't know how many years we're going to keep doing this, but we're just going to keep giving products away and trying to get back to the detailing community to help people out. And that's, I mean, honestly, it's one of the reasons we do this show is because we want somebody out there needs to hear something from you that's struggling or wondering, should I do this or should I go this direction? And they would not have contacted you directly. And now they, somebody's going to see this and, you know, you may get a call from somebody or you may have somebody get a hold of you that says, Hey, I'm, I'm really interested in how you did your business. Cause that's how I want to do it. You know? Well, I, well and I love Sarah's <laughs> comment. She said, that's good to hear. I work two jobs trying to, to trying to get detail business up and going yeah. so I can cut my second job, replacing it with detailing. Yeah. You know, and, and I think a lot of people, you know, it's like they look at where you are. They look at where other leader, you know, influencers are in the industry and they're like, man, I want to be there. And they're seeing kind of what you said. They're seeing their little shop that they're kind of embarrassed about, but they're excited about it at the same time. And that is part of the process of building. And we need to embrace that part of the process instead of shying away from it. Because I think a lot of times, you know, we have this self-doubt that, you know, we're not presenting ourselves in the way that we want to. But we need to recognize that those are all foundational elements that are helping us become and our business become who we want it to be so that one day we're going to stand up and go, wow, I was back in that crappy little building, you know, like Rod and I, I mean, the first two years of our business, we literally met once a week in our kitchens and said, all right, what do you want to work on? What do you want to work on? And then we went out and, and did it. And that's how we started, started our business. So looking back and as we we're wrapping up here, what are some key things that you think are really important for business owners or aspiring business owners to do in their business to help them really grow and thrive? Ah, uh, well, that's a great question. Um, I think that you have to have, um, I mean, you have to have a vision of where you're going. And it's got to be, you know, who you are. There's a lot of guys, even like in our industry, that have gifts for 
like for example, for being on, I tend to kind of fly below the radar. So this is even a little out of my element to be, uh, to be on a podcast, yeah. but, uh, you know, there, there's guys that are really gifted in that and they're gifted at being, uh, being, having, you know, having their face out there and on the front lines and, and that's just not my thing. So if I try to be that, you know what I mean? I, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to do something that's not really my, now you put me in a group with, you know, with a couple of guys or something and, and, or, or, or being a mentor or something like that, or helping out like uh, on the, on the detail mafia board or whatever that I've had really, you know, the opportunity to be a part of, um, kind of helping in the background and, and doing things like that. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Um, but so I think, I think just having, having a vision and a plan to get where you want to go and, and staying true to who you are. Um, and it, it just, if you're chasing after, I mean, the biggest thing for me is, you know, if you're chasing after the money, if it's, if it's all for the money, I mean, that can be gone tomorrow, you know? <laughs> yep. Yep. Absolutely. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, oh, wait. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, yeah. yeah so that, as, could, as could the house, as could the cars, as could, you know, the family for, you know, honestly. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's gotta be for something more than that. So, you know, again, as I, as I kind of, I hate to say age, but I do feel like I'm getting a little bit, I don't know, you know, yeah, I know. Crazy. Yeah, Rod's got his beat there. Um, so, oh, yeah. Woo! Line me, man. That is, that is, we have skipped gray and gone yeah. right to Santa. Yeah. That's that, nice. that is brilliant. That's not white. That, that, that is. That's 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 nice. Um, <laughs> got off track here. Uh, so, um, you know, just, just why, you know, again, for me, it's being it, – looking at what I can do now, how I can give back, how can I be, you know, a blessing to my employees and, um, uh, you know, just having a vision bigger than yourself. Right. Right. No, I think that, I think that's fabulous. I think that's great advice because there's so many people out there today, like I said, that are preaching, you know, you got to You got to work 16 hours. You got to go to make a hundred million dollars. And it's like, you don't, you don't at a certain point you have enough. Yeah, a I would, boat on the lake yeah. and a happy family all day long, baby. Well, there you go. I think there's three people here with a happy family and boats, <laughs> so we're good, right? So I think that's great advice, and I think people should really take heed and, and take a deep breath and step back because it's not all about having a Lambo or have – if that's your goal, great, do it. I mean, I got a friend that wanted a brand-new Corvette, and he saved up since we were in high school, and he bought a brand-new Corvette. And that's great. You achieved your goal and you did it. And and he, but he, he, he didn't try to get 15 Corvettes or another Lamborghini. He just, he, he knows where he's at, you know? Yep. yep. Well, we want, we want to thank you for joining us. Uh, we love your, your humility. We love your story. I love your perspective on both sides of the business because I think a lot of times we hear only one side of the business, right? And so you can find your own niche in the detailing world as a business owner and as a detailer, as a craftsman. And I love that you were able to share that. So how do people find you? You can't. You can, you can, I'm on Facebook, uh, Andrew Swenson, or I've got the, the Wolf Bro Car Wash is our, uh, is our Facebook page. 
Um, I've got uh, the WolfboroughCarWash.com website. We've got uh, Executive Detail NH website. Um, I probably shouldn't put my phone number up here, but anybody who who knows me, yeah, uh, or or you know anybody that you know that I can be a benefit to in talking, certainly. Uh, as as Jody may testify to, you t- you sent me a messenger on on a Facebook messenger. I wouldn't go that route because uh, I I, don't, I see those seem to get by me for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way I knew how to get hold That's of right. you. Hey, Ron has your phone number. I don't. There you go. So <laughs> yeah, those kind of escape me sometimes because I just there's too many too many places for me to look for people to you know get in touch, but. Uh, so yeah, I would say those are the those are the places and uh, our our emails on on all those websites and everything and Facebook and stuff. So great, yeah. awesome. Well, we appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thank yeah. you so much. And don't forget to uh, like, share, subscribe, and Everybody enter for our twenty twenty relief package. Reflection artist hashtag Buff and Shine and hashtag. RotaFest, and we will catch you guys same time, same bat channel just next week. Thank you, buddy. It was fantastic. Bye-bye.